BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. Always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. It's good to have you on board here on a Friday. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you for two more hours. Uh, if you're just tuning in right now, we had Nigel Seeley on for the previous half an hour, and he gave out uh, a lot of uh, angles this year to watch Championship League, uh, League Two, League One. And if you missed any of it, you can go back and listen on your own time. Search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. He gave out two. So I did this uh, during the break. I found... You can now do this in Las Vegas. It's finally available. The menu at Caesars is awesome. Mm. I parlayed Middlesbrough to win the uh, championship outright, along with uh, Knotts County in League Two at seven to one. That pays eighty-seven to one. I put a little, uh, you know, double pepperoni, yeah. sure, extra cheese, maybe a side salad with it. Um, eighty-seven to one on that. I feel like Mac in the movie Predator. I'm going to have me some fun. Sure, there you go. Right? You got action. Well, you know, also, you, I mean, these the season's so damn long. It's like the NBA, having a future on an NBA season. Yeah. How long you have your money tied up, though, as well. That's uh, that's one problem. But uh, yeah, he's right. Uh, Knotts County was so good last year. and uh, But that was great stuff on Wrexham. That, that's, you know, oh, Netflix and the movie star Ryan Reynolds and you know, these other guys are, are pissed off at all the attention they get and how they're treated. And uh, that, that stunned me that I saw that. They get promoted, and yet they're the favorites to win the other, the new league they're sure. coming into. Think about that. I, I love and, that. And Knotts County's right below them. I love that angle, Paulie, about how they were like rock stars in the offseason coming here to the States That's and true. playing some of these other big clubs in front of 50,000. He's like, these other clubs are playing in front of 50 people and three dogs. He's like, you don't think those those players who make 1000 bucks a week are going to be fired up to beat this team? Of course they're going to be. So good angles from Nigel, as always. And uh, as we pivot here into college football... The VSIN betting guide dropped yesterday. It can be yours when you become a uh, VSIN Pro subscriber. All you have to do is go to the website, sign up, vsin.com slash subscribe. Some angles here with new coaches as uh, they've taken over some power programs. And Cincinnati now has to be referred to as a power program with a move to the Big 12, but also with what they've done in recent years. Um, the new coach is going to be Scott Satterfield. Oh, boy, this is a huge drop off, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, from Fickle to him. Fickle, if you uh, forgot about how, you know, if you have that one year that they made the playoff and that's all you can remember about him, well, it was much more than that because from 2018 until last year, they averaged 10.6 win per, uh, wins per season. 
he really turned that team into a machine into a you know non-power five and now I like I talked about but I don't and this this number now has been totally it's what five and a half with the win total moving to the yeah, big 12 it's unfortunate they come in and they just right they're rebuilding and they lost so many guys right right, right but I, I agree with you definitely with the downgrade and the thing I love in the guide is it's all the coaching changes and coordinators as well huge so with fickle going to Wisconsin you've also mentioned several times as our guests have had as well, you get Longo now the OC too, so you can check out the OC and the DC. I think Fickle's an excellent coach. He's, as far as I can know, remember, he has one bad moment, and that's when he got very conservative, and they should have beat Georgia in that bowl game, and they blew that that second half lead right. when he got too conservative and not running clock as well. Um, other moves that interest me, obviously, uh, much ballyhooed and talked about Deion Sanders going to Colorado, and I think uh, he'll turn it into a, a winner. And get it turned around, but it's going to take a long time, and they're going to be awful this year. So a lot of people like them under. And remember the when he came in, you know, it's just uh, you know, pack your bags. I'm I'm bringing luggage. I'm bringing all these new guys in and all the transfer portal, and we're going to hit it hard. Um, Trent Dilfer going to UAB. Now this is a fascinating league. That again, you see all this movement, but half the league, seven schools in this league have new coaches, and he's one of them. So you, you went from Bill Clark, which is one of the years ago, one of the best jobs I've ever seen. Oh, no question. They shut the program down for what two years? Yeah, and then he went. He won the league. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, think who, about that. Who, who's number one? Who's staying if you have any talent? And then to think that you can still piece it together and uh, and win the league back to back years—incredible what he did. Sure, but I think it's going to take a while for Dilfer. I think there'll be growing pains there as well. Uh, Herman, now he was so good at Houston, didn't work out at Texas. Tom Herman back with Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. and maybe can do like little Lane Kiffin thing did. You know, Lane Kiffin. Well, Raiders disaster, but went to USC. Not that good. Uh, actually, before that, not bad at Tennessee. And then did a great job at Florida Atlantic, and now has found his way and made a lot of money at Old Miss. So we'll see. I think that'll be a good fit for Herman at Florida Atlantic. Maybe he's not there that long as well. And Hugh Freeze is back on the big-time stage with Auburn. Now, he had an interesting comment the other day about how he's overwhelmed and he doesn't know how to, because he got so many new guys with the transfer portal and what happened after the disaster hiring Brian Harson, And uh, that was a, a, a hiring that didn't make any sense to begin with and didn't work out. So he kept Cadillac Williams on, on, the, uh, on the staff, and we'll see. He did a great job at Old Miss, and he's done wonders, whoever the quarterback has been. I mean, remember, he had Willis at Liberty. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what uh, Auburn looks like this year and the upcoming years now. That he takes over at Auburn. Well, they're they're going to in, improve on accident. Yeah, I mean it's going to be automatic that they're going to be better because again, the, the thing is about college football. I think we've been pretty good about this, by the way, Paulie, on the show in uh, recent years. When certain names get hired in uh, different locations, we've been able to detect that's not the right hire. We called that one. It was very easy to to call. I don't think we were the only ones. Obviously, I mean Brian Harson from Boise to the SEC. There was little to no chance that that was going to work out, and it didn't, and it was basically a disaster. We don't know what they were thinking, why they were, why they would hire him to bring him across the country like that. It never made any sense. We could go on and on about other programs who have whiffed big time, but Freeze will eventually improve that program. Uh, I don't know what kind of a level he can get to because that is a that football program. It feels like they can be four and eight for back-to-back years, and then all of a sudden be playing in the SEC title game. That's what it's been like over the last 10 to 15 years, the way it feels. Yeah. And the other big one to me, and uh, I am a little bit, the one that I think, well, everybody got wrong, was Scott Frost to Nebraska. And did not see it exactly going sideways as bad as it did, because that was an unmitigated disaster. Couldn't believe it. Yep. He was so good at Central Florida. Sure. Yep. So that's that was definitely one that it made so much sense. They had to make the hire they yep. did, and pff, boy, oh boy, no good. Never won more than five games. I can't. I mean, so now, I mean, doesn't it kind of have to be the same thing where they bring in Matt Rule and what we just said about Auburn bringing in Hugh Freeze? Don't they have to almost get better automatically? Yeah, well, this, I mean, I, I mentioned Bill Clark at UAB. This is also an excellent coaching job. He took over a dumpster fire at Baylor. They won one game and then they had all the off the field issues with what Bryles did. And it was uh, carnage what was going on there. So you go from one and eleven to eleven and three in just two seasons, and what he did at Temple. So I know what happened in the NFL, but that you know that's going to happen. But what he did at Temple and Baylor, uh, you're, you're right. They're going to get they're going to get better, absolutely. 
And uh, now, are they, are they competing for championships, or Big Ten championships? I don't know. But certainly it'll be a lot better than Frost. And every year there's the Mickey Mouse stuff with the special teams and, uh, oh, and how they were kicking games away. Ridiculous. Yeah, Paul. You mentioned the other. Th- Go ahead. I was going to say, Paul Stone came on this week and he gave up, by the way, Nebraska under six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing you mentioned is, is what was Satterfield going to Cincinnati and then Fickle going to Wisconsin and humans is high on this too because Brom took the Louisville job and humans loves them over and humans thinks they could maybe compete for the, the title there in the ACC as well. So that's that's another big one too. That uh, there's an eight, there's an eight and a half on Louisville's win total. But Phil Steele says the easiest schedule in college football, Louisville this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking at uh, you brought up Deion Sanders. Now keep in mind again, uh, I think everybody's going to be intrigued to watch this program. Their first two weeks, good job by Fox putting them on. They play at TCU Labor Day weekend on Saturday morning right away. The next week they play against Nebraska. That's going to be in Buffalo. That's on uh, uh, in Buffalo in Boulder with the Buffaloes on. That's um. Home game there. I'm looking at the schedule again right now, and I mean, I know when the to- the total first came out, pretty much, you know, pro bettors couldn't wait to bet the under if they put the right number up, and there was three and a half. How, like, how many wins do they have on the schedule? It's going to take him. I know the talent here is going to be much better than what we saw last year, but they're going to have no depth. Yeah. I mean, if they have any injuries whatsoever, forget about it. They're going to be trotting um, like high school guys out there. But at TCU in Nebraska to begin, uh, a ton of people are on, are high on Colorado State this year. They play at Oregon. These point spreads are going to be monstrous. Yeah. Then they play USC. I don't think they have a win before Stanford on October 13th. Stanford's win total is also very, very tiny. It's like two and a half, isn't it? Yeah. So Colorado gets them at home. They could beat them. Then they get their bye. But after the bye... It's... I think it's three. But it, yeah, okay. whatever. It's in that range. Yeah. Right. At UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, yeah. at Wazoo, Utah. They, they very well could be 1-11 again this year. Yeah. And then it's going to be depend on like how many recruiting classes can he put together back to back that makes sense, and like how many of the four and five star kids will he bring in that people think it's going to be just you know he's the new coach, so kids are going to flock to Boulder to go play for him. I mean, if he does, good for him. And uh, again, the turnaround here in the talent that he's going to bring in, like the very top of the talent, is good and better than Colorado's been in a long time. But the depth is going to be a major issue. And then they're going to go to the Big 12, obviously. Yeah, all the hype coming in and the pomp and circumstance. They'll be lucky to win three, four games. Yeah. So it's, it's going to take a while. But You, you, you know. never want your school to settle for a head coach. And that's exactly what I think Cincinnati did with Satterfield. Yeah. Uh, and may, maybe they couldn't have done better. But at this stage of the game, well, again, you're coming off averaging nearly 11 wins over the last five years. You're moving to the Big 12 and you can bring in this guy. If I'm wrong, I'll fully admit it. But it just, I, I don't know. I don't well, think other, it's going to go well. Yeah, the other thing, too, with the unfortunate timing, Houston comes in as well, and they're down. I mean, how good has that program been going back? Sure. Uh, that, that, so that just stinks that Houston and Cincinnati move up with the big boys, but now they're they're in rebuild mode here. Uh, if, they, if they made the move three or four years ago, yeah. the Big 12 would have been incredible. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, uh, we go from college football to the national Football League. We will preview the Tennessee Titans. What if I told you Ryan Tannehill was not as bad as you think last year? In fact, he actually had some decent numbers. I'll share them with you coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the uh, vsen.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, great videos. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. This is the final weekend to sign up at the lowest price of the summer. $19 for your first month. VSEN.com slash subscribe. Get up there. On the clock this morning, the Tennessee Titans at DraftKings. They are 80-1 to to win the Super Bowl. 55-1 to to win the AFC. Down to plus 350 now to win their division. They were in the $4 or higher range before they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. We'll use the Circa win totals. The regular win total is seven and a half over is even money under uh, minus 120. If you think they're going to win nine games or more over eight and a half is plus 205. Or if you think they're going to stink and you want to go alt under under six and a half is plus 170. Uh, Their division wins prop at DraftKings is over three and a half plus 140 under is minus 175. We know that uh, you love Jacksonville uh, to win this division. Where do you think Tennessee finishes, Paulie? Well, in, in, I still think they'll get in second place. Okay, but uh, you know, you got a miracle win last year if you bet under the win total. This team was seven and three. Tannehill threw for three hundred some yards and off a win against Green Bay, and then they didn't win another yep. game. Now he did miss five starts. He got hurt in that game against the Chargers, uh, and they lost that game seventeen to fourteen. And then, but it just shows how good of a coach Vrabel is that when he was he was hurt earlier, Tannehill. They almost beat the Chiefs on the road, and Willis threw for 80 yards. It was an incredible game plan and job that he did to just be in that position, and they led late in that one. But they were 28th in points per game and 30th in passing. Uh, I just, I, I, I think at some, I mean, you're taking all these quarterbacks, right? You draft Willis. Will he make the team? I don't know. But then you take Levis as well. So this is the last year of the deal with Tannehill. What does that look like if they get off to a slow start? But then again. How much is real on how they closed? Is it the seven and the team that started seven and three, or the team that had so many injuries? I understand, but still finished seven and ten. Although again, in that week eighteen game, they're right there with the lead late against Jacksonville for the division with Dobbs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think second place, Jacksonville wins a division, and I will say, once we get to the middle of the season, I think you'll see a quarterback change. There could be a trade. They will rebuild. Kind of hurts my case, given Hop Hopkins that money, but. Uh, I think uh, they missed the playoffs and go under the win total. 
The DraftKings 1-2 exacta in the division is Jacksonville first, Tennessee second. That pays plus 190. So they have the ninth easiest schedule in the NFL entering this season. However, to your point about if they struggle early, what's going to happen? They have the fourth hardest schedule over the first six weeks out of every team in the league. That's a good game week one. Intriguing game. Play at the Saints. They come back home. They get the Chargers. They're at Cleveland. Then they're back home against Cincy. They alternate road and home every week. They play at Indy, and they get Baltimore before the bye. That is that's, uh, uh, that's, that's difficult. Then after that, they actually have three straight road games in weeks 9 through 11 at Pittsburgh, at Tampa, at Jacksonville. If they could somehow go two and one there, I think they would take it. They're favored in eleven games overall, but I was uh, I was pretty surprised by this. Looking out overall on the numbers on Ryan Tannehill, I looked at uh, well, he only played twelve games last year, and I did a minimum of two hundred dropbacks. His EPA per play out of all quarterbacks in the league, thirteenth. That was ahead of Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and more. His passing EPA per play was actually better. It was 12th ahead of all those guys and Lamar Jackson and some others. Play action EPA per play, it was 6th. Against the Blitz, he was 10th. He had 13 touchdowns, a 6 INTs, and a 65.2% completion rate. His yards per attempt was 7.78. That was 5th in the league. He was uh, on target 72% of the time. He had the 13th most drop passes so his numbers were actually pretty decent, I would say. The problem was, at Pro Football Focus, they had the offensive line dead last in the entire sport. And yep. that's where they rank him again this year. They brought in Andre Dillard from Philadelphia, but he lost his job to Philly. They had to address it by drafting Peter Skaransky in the first round. And they allowed 49 sacks last year, tied for fifth most, and had the fourth highest adjusted sack rate. So it wasn't good. I don't love Tannehill. I was that's why I'm telling you I'm, I was surprised by the numbers overall. I used to like him. I mean, he had he had good numbers when what he was they were also an over machine originally when he went to Tennessee. Sure. But uh, battling through these injuries. Remember that stretch he had. They did go to an AFC title game, but he was horrendous. It was all Henry. They beat the Patriots on the road. I think that was Brady's final game. And then they yeah. uh they upset the Ravens. Yes. But he didn't do a damn thing. No, that was it when... Was, he, he, I think he threw for 80 yards in one of the games. It I was all Henry. That was the playoff game where Baltimore was 14-2. and two. Yes, all the They turnovers. had the one seed, yeah. the bye, and they had more than 500 yards, but they just they couldn't convert anything like in third and short or fourth and short. And so they kept turning the ball over. And Tennessee eventually you know, won that game. I love the defensive line. PFF has them ranked 10th. I think they have a chance to be better than that. It's uh, Simmons, Tart, Autry, and they brought in Arden Key in the offseason, and they're getting Harold Landry back. I think it's depth. I think it's loaded deep, I should say. I think it's loaded with talent, and you cannot run the football on that D-line. The problem is their linebackers are not that great, and nobody in that unit played more than 500 snaps next year. PFF ranks the secondary 26th overall, but I think with the talent and how they've addressed that uh, unit, they could be much better than that, in my opinion. You know what you're going to get with Henry in the backfield. The question is, you know, we talk about this with quarterbacks all the time. He's approaching his 30th birthday. At what point does Henry, with the miles on the odometer, catch up with him? Mm-hmm. He was third last year in the league when averaging 3.6 yards after contact. So he, you know, the O line again was not great, and he's just so big and huge and a beast that he just sheds tacklers. Some key fumbles too. Yeah, got to hang on the better games. the ball yeah. a little better than that. Um, and then they went, Hask- Haskins was a rookie last year out of Michigan, yeah. and they've drafted Tajay Spears. They also had that game where they played the Jags. They played the Jags at home, and they were routed, routed in that game. Yeah. And that kind of turned Jacksonville season around as well. Uh, with the 38-36-22, whatever it was, and they scored a garbage touchdown late. So it's like, hey, what's going on here? But that was just, you know, I know all the guys they lost, but still to lose to finish the season on a seven-game losing streak. I mean, they were shooing to win. How, how high did they get to win the division? I mean, that was a monster lead they had oh, over yeah. Jacksonville yep. and how everything flipped. I do like uh, the markets that they're offering at DraftKings. They have to lead the division in receiving yards. Kelvin Ridley comes back this year. He's the uh, shortest shot on the board. He's 2-1. to one. How about that? Yeah. Hopkins is 5. Uh, check that. 3-1. to one. Christian Kirk is 5-1. to one. Pittman with the Colts is 5-1. to one. Then it drops off. Um... Okonkwo, really good tight end with the Titans. He's twelve to one. Evan Ingram is seventeen to one. 
Uh, I was looking at uh, taking a deep shot, but I, I don't really like anybody. I mean, Robert okay. Woods is 50 to 1, and he's going to be the one receiver with okay. the Texans. John Mechie is 75 to 1. I don't, but. That's a. Yeah, comeback player of the year is intriguing. He did say yesterday Maybe. that he's feeling better than he ever has, including when he was in his prime in, in college. Okay, excellent. Well, let me ask you. They start they start three and six. They're two and five. And Jacksonville's off to a hot start. What do you do? Do you rebuild? Do you do you move on from Tannehill? Do you do you trade Henry? Do you put Levis in? What do you, what would you do if that happens? I think in the organization in that scenario, if uh, Ryan Tannehill is one of the biggest reasons why you're losing all those games, then I would say yes, you do. But I also I don't think Mike Vrabel as the head coach there. I th- how much power does he have with the organization? It seems to me like he has quite a bit. I don't think he'd be okay with tanking. Doesn't seem like that kind of a guy. And and unfortunately for well, them, it doesn't get off to a to an easy start. That's yeah, it's true. Or a soft schedule right away. I mean, that's, well, that's the thing, it. Paul. With what if they're one in five going into the bye week? Very possible. Is that when they give Levis yeah. like okay now he's going to get yeah. all the reps of the first team? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be wild if Willis doesn't even make the team. Well, it'd be a totally wasted draft pick at Absolutely. that point. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like it's trending in that direction anyway. Yeah, but that's that's a good game week one to start going to New Orleans, right? And you'll find out a lot about these teams right off the bat. You're right, and that that definitely could be zero and four. Absolutely could start 0-4. No, it's brutal. Saints, Chargers, Browns, Bengals. Yep. I, but I I think the defense, it's going to be the same thing with this team this year. I think the defense is going to be good enough to keep them in almost every single game. And then it's going to be like, what's Henry's season look like? Is it is it every game where it's 22 carries for 116 yards and he scores twice? If so, though, it's going to come down to like how many, sorry, but like how much luck are they going to have and how many one-score games can they win? And that's been the same thing with this team for a long, long time. I mean, you brought up the Chiefs game. That was they were leading that game 17-9 late. They they couldn't do anything on offense. No. But yet they forced Mahomes to throw the ball 68 times in that game, and he couldn't get it going against them. So when they're healthy and right, uh, I, I'm a big believer in that in that side on that side of the ball, I should say. But I did not bet them at plus four fifty to win the division, so I'm not going to bet them at plus three fifty right now. And plus I'm high on Jacksonville. So all right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will get into today's Major League Baseball card. Just what the team with the best record in baseball needs. I'll tell you what that is coming up on VEASAN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. In Major League Baseball, the Rays had to play Shane McClanahan on the IL. So he's been dinged up for a, a good minute now. Um, Nathan Avaldi has been on the IL now for the Rangers. When you look at the American League Cy Young, at DraftKings, the odds look like this Garrett Cole minus 160. Ooh. Then Framber Valdez, plus 450. Gossman couldn't even make it out of the fifth inning yesterday. He's 6-1. to one. That was in that second... Be- Get Gossman out of there. 6-1. to one. Come on. Okay. Luis, don't look now. Luis Castillo is down to 7-1 to one for the Mariners. How about that? Otani's yep. at 20. McClanahan, Evaldi at 40, along with Felix Batista. Come on, Batista. Okay. Now, am I wrong with this? Yes. But, but I am. <laughs> okay. Bautista should, at minimum... Be higher? Yeah, he needs to be... In all fairness, yeah. it needs to go be Cole, Valdez, then Bautista. He has a ridiculous year, but needs more and more, I think, five out saves and, and more opportunities as well. Um, what a job by the Orioles to go on the road and take three out of four in Toronto. And this is really getting squeaky bum time now in Toronto. Guess who they play today? The Red Sox. Yeah. They're 0-7 against the Red Sox. Yep. They're 2-8 and against the Orioles. They're 8-23 and against the division again, as we've talked about all week. I mean, this could really get away from them because Boston's a game back in the loss. Don't look now, which, again, we ripped them. I don't know what they're doing. Seattle's only two back. They traded a lot of guys. Seattle's mm-hmm. two back. The Yankees are two back. 
So all this talk, yeah, the Yankees stink last place. Well, another nice win last night, and you're only two back of the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays have a tough close to the season where it's a lot of Tampa and the Yankees to end the season. So you can't win a game in your division, and you haven't beat the Red Sox all year. So this really becomes intriguing if they get swept here or even lose two out of three. And and to your point, this is a big opportunity here for the Orioles taking on the Mets, who got blasted in Kansas City. And uh, you don't have McClanahan now. You're playing 500 ball the last couple months. Your best pitcher's out. Uh, Oppenheimer's done well for you uh, with Glass now. But, you know, that you're taking on Detroit, and who knows how this series goes here for the race. So the Orioles really can extend this lead. So, you know, look at this now. Baltimore with a three-game lead in the loss column over Tampa. And I just, I just, I can't believe, how about Flaherty? Well, that was a great performance out of Flaherty. They, they needed that. Now, is he a true ace? No, but, but he certainly pitched like one. And to outduel Gossman and to take, remember, they just went to Tampa, won three out of four, and now took three out of four in Toronto. So great job by the Orioles. He allowed a hit and a walk to begin the game. And then after that, it was basically nothing. By the way, did you see that, uh, I think with St. Louis this year, he touched 96 eight times. Okay. Yesterday, he hit that mark at least seven times, and he threw 97 for the first time all year long. Wow. So his juices were flowing. He was awesome after that. Uh, he was. Very, I'll call it, it was a tiny shake. It was like a um, you know, tremor. It wasn't a full earthquake. But right away to allow two guys on like that, and he calmed down. I'm looking at the uh, yes-no playoff odds right now on Toronto. They're minus 175 to make it. Hey. Seattle is plus 280 to get in. I think that might be worth a bet. Their schedule game, right? I mean, 100%, look who, Paul. Look who Seattle plays. Yes. But that, again, if you can't win all these division games, you know, that's all you're doing in September for the most part. Now, they got that easy stretch coming up to start the month, but they they close Boston Yankees, Tampa Yankees, Tampa. And they're 8-23 against the division. Okay. Yikes. All right. And today, the best team in baseball record-wise, the Atlanta Braves, it's the return of uh, Max Freed. Now, how about this? Now, Okay, so he has only made five starts this year. But as a reminder, the ERA in those five starts, 2.08. Last year in 30 starts, he was in the mix for the Cy Young. It was a 2.85 ERA. The year before, 3.47. The year before, it was a 2.88. Actually, I'm looking at expected ERA. His regular ERA was lower than that. And the FIP was also very good. But the thing with the Cubs is, since the All-Star break, they are, score in terms of scoring runs, they're the hottest team in baseball, and it's not close. I think they've scored 145 runs since Correct. the break. Yeah. One and again. It, yeah. They were going to punt on the season and then got hot at the right time, and they could win the division, certainly make the playoffs. I don't know if the Reds are going to make the playoffs now. I mean, this, this is also a Malinsky special tonight. The Reds return home after a 10-game road trip, and they're $2 against the Nationals. I know you're going to say it's Corbin and the Nationals. Take it easy. The Nationals took two out of three against the Rangers. Oh, I, I know. They took two out of three against the Brewers. They won two out of three at Philly. They took two out of three at Seattle. They took two out of three in San Diego. They swept the Giants. This team's top five ROI now. This, this stretch that they're on. And they uh, continue to win series, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, this is what a shot in the arm for the Braves. 69-37. and 32-17 on the road. 6.3 runs per game since June 1st. Here comes Max. Now, how long is he going? I don't know. And then your boy Hendricks is going, who you know, throws 80 miles an hour but gets people out. Got, somehow he does so it, right. Is, but I, that, that, that's, I don't know. I haven't seen on a long. I imagine he only goes five innings. But should the Braves be this price considering how hot the Cubs are? No, I don't, I don't think so. This is I ridiculous. Mean, They've won eight to 10 now. They're going to they give up on the season. Yeah, I was looking for the stat right now. I, I, since the break, again, 14 and 6. I believe they've scored 145 runs. The next closest is like 102. Mm-hmm. They are lapping the field with yeah. the offense right now. Yeah. And after losing game one in that series against the Reds, well, here, here's three in a row in the, in the W column. Right there for them. And again, it's, it's their wild card and division for the Cubs if they happen to stub their toe because you just see how close they are now as well. And a great job by the Phillies taking three out of four in Miami and should have swept them. Uh, bullpen blew it several times in that game. So that's the other thing about the Cubs. All these other teams are losing. Marlins can't win a road game. Lost three out of four at home to Philly. Diamondbacks a mess. They've lost eight of ten. All peekaboo. Look at the Padres now. I know, right? Look at the Padres. They're only three back in the loss column. Uh, they are. The Padres are plus one eighty-five to make the playoffs right now. Oh man, that's going to be the next seven, eight weeks. This race is going to be phenomenal. 
for the for the final wild card spot or the final two wild card spots. Those two teams at the bottom, like right right now, it's a long season. I get that. I would take the Cubs or the Padres over not every team on that list, but almost every team on that list in front of them. But yet somehow, some way, the Giants keep doing this. Well, the, no, yes, they do. I will take. I think the Giants and Phillies will get in. So do I. And then it comes down to who's that other team going to be? Padres, or I would go with the Cubs over the Rays, and certainly the Diamondbacks are. Well, the Diamondbacks have a winning record. We're at that point now. But this is this is huge for the Padres, right? Yeah, I know. I guess the outlier was last year in the playoffs. They can't beat the Dodgers in the regular season. LA's five and one against them this year. All six games have gone under, and fake ace Darvish goes against Miller. So it's right there. It's always been a house of horrors for you in Coors. You just took three out of four. Okay? It's All these other teams are losing. Well, It's right there for the tough schedule, yes. But all that talent, it's right there for the Well, Padres. this is so big because look at the pitching matchups again. I know Darvish, I'll give you his career numbers against the Dodgers. 11 career starts, 2.36 ERA, 2.93 FIP, 0.86 WHIP. 11.5 Ks per nine, 33% K rate, 167 batting average against. So the Padres get Miller tonight. That's who they're opposing. And tomorrow night, it's at, uh, you know, that redheaded singer, Ed Sheeran, going for the Dodgers yeah. and against Blake Snell. Yeah. So Darvish and That's Snell, an they have to be dynamite. Yep. yep. Because this, I get it, it was the A's, but look at the form now and how the Dodgers are uh-huh. hitting the ball. Did you bet the Orioles overnight? Now maybe I, I, maybe it's a letdown spot after what just happened because they're playing so well. Now they take on the Mets. But Bob Nightingale, just when you didn't think it could get any worse for the Mets, they got swept by the Royals, the second worst team in baseball, by a combined score of twenty to eight. Twenty. He tweets this. Twenty twenty six can't come fast enough. Twenty twenty six. So that they really are not going to go after it the next two. Scherzer was right. That's actually pretty funny. Wow. Well, if that's true, I know. But that uh, remains to be seen. <laughs> but they had three hits, all singles, until the ninth inning in the loss. So as we said yesterday, I mean, the the White Sox and Mets are fade material until further notice. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy. So, so to answer your question, the first number that I saw on the, the Orioles, now this is globally speaking, I was looking to get down uh, at a legal sports book, but the numbers were not up. The first number I saw was a Baltimore minus 147. With I almost, Kramer. I almost wow. fell out of my chair. Now his numbers, yeah. his ERA is like four point six plus, but the Baltimore Orioles at one and the the uh, Mets took money right away because they opened up around a buck sixty, came all the way down to one forty four. Evidently, I'm trying. I'm looking at every app. I'm like, please, I easily bet one forty four, one forty seven right now on the Orioles. This should be closer to two dollars than where it's at, but it's like a dollar seventy plus right now. So may I, I haven't decided yet. So, I mean, if I'm going to sit here and tell you it should be closer yeah. to $2, $2 well, it's probably still worth a bet. I just am kind of mad that I missed the 147 that was out there and not able to get down on it. They're the, they're the second... Severino also, know. Severino goes today for the Yankees. I mean, how do you not take Ponder Brown and the Astros? This guy's ERA is almost eight. He said last week, I'm the worst pitcher in baseball. Yeah. What do you think his confidence is? I'm a, I'm a little oh, afraid oh. to back Brown, though. Really? Uh, just because he's so young going to Yankee Stadium. Oh, boy. I, I can't, but yeah. But this is, I mean, he what, he give up seven runs in the first inning, Severino, last time? No, oh, he's in terrible form. Yeah. I'm but the it was, worst pitcher. That's a quote from him. It was a nice win last night for him. For the Yankees, bad loss by the Astros. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. All the coaching changes, all the new coordinators, get our college football guide that's out over 200 pages, win total, picks, previews, every team, power rating model, how to calculate home field advantage, Heisman bets, Matt Eumann's preseason top 25, Steve Mackinnon's top betting systems, everything you need to know to get ready for kickoff August 26th. The guide's out now. One of the many benefits to becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get up there. The season right around the corner, but it all is. It's not teddy bears and ice cream. I mean, this is bananas. Trying to keep up with, you got the Hall of Fame going on, and then college football madness going on here mm-hmm. what with, with all the reports because the big Arizona meeting occurred and it's all but a done deal that Arizona is going to the big 12 with the news on the heels of Colorado jumping ship as well sure so, so what's going to be left and who's going to remain in the pac 12 and it, is it pretty much done oh sad okay so yeah it's going to be what Arizona Arizona State Utah probably going to follow as well that's what it appears it look yes it the appears big 12. Arizona State I mean apparently they're uh their president with some interesting comments, but yes, um, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah to the Big Twelve, Oregon, Washington to the Big Ten. What happens to Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State? Do you go to the Mountain West? Do you, I mean, I God, and then the other one. Remember the other day? This was another doozy. The president at Florida State, in a board of trustees meeting told the board we will very seriously consider leaving the ACC unless there's a radical change to the conference's revenue distribution model. So Florida State and Clemson are like, have had enough, and they see how much like Vandy gets a year. They're like, wait a second, what's going on here? So I don't know what this is going to look like, but all I know is this is bad for the sport. I don't want to see 20-team super conferences and rivalries gone. I don't want to see the rivalries go bye-bye. No, Bedlam, I, I, done. I Silver also War, don't. done. Apple Cup, done. Yeah, I don't want to see West Coast teams in the same conference as East Coast teams. Yes. How does that make any sense? How is that good for the fans, again, of this sport? It started with this Rutgers crap. It's like, wait, why is Rutgers going to the Big Ten? Yeah, they... And, why, and, and the who Big cares Ten. about Rutgers? And that and then I would just forget about geography. Well, that was the... Yeah, so that was the Big Ten telling everybody, we don't care about this program. We'll have them come in our conference. All we want is to get into that market and to have TVs... Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. uh, right in homes in where there are so many people living in that small concentrated area. That's the only thing. And that that's been dictating the sport now for 
This is why it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. Right. USC uh, and UCLA. How does... To the Big Ten. And right. The, and you'll get like a USC-Rutgers game. God. Think about that. Okay. So, but if that's already done, though, then why would the Big Ten not add Oregon and Washington? Maybe they don't want it. Some schools don't want to give up the money. They don't want to give up your piece of the pie. But would you I mean, rather- as, as Dan Wetzel said, if I'm like Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, why do I want to... What, what does that do for me? Well, here's what I would do. I would welcome those two teams in and kick a couple of teams out then. Plain and simple. Well, if that's possible, yeah. They're, I could, they're better programs. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, they are. The, the Nike money at Oregon, obviously, is huge. Yeah. Washington has been uh, a very good program for, you know, they've had down years like most programs have, but they've been really good since I was a kid for the most part. That's it. That's in there. In Seattle, absolutely, I'd want to be on board. Well, my bigger question in, is what happens to the Pac-12? I mean, is this, is this, this it now? Uh, it looks like it. And, and they're going to have to form something with the Mountain West. That's probably their best bet. What would you right? do if you're Oregon? Would you, would you well, stay? Oregon already, they already well, said, if we get the invite, we're going. Okay, well, that would make. Well, yeah. What if you're Washington? I think because Washington's kicking around, I think they would that would add another ten million in travel to their what they'd have to look at now that they'd have to co- come up with. Well, yeah, but did, you're going to get if you're, you're going to get a bad deal though. You're, you're not going to get the full full deal. I think, but if you're patient, it's going to pay off. Or do you stay and try to dominate the Pac-12 because now mm. we have the expanded playoff starting and what's left of the Pac-12? I don't think people will take them seriously. No? They'll look at the schedule and say this is a joke, and they can't help well, it. Well, do, do you still get it? You... I look at Notre Dame and I laugh how they're still not with a conference. I totally agree. I can't. I just can't screw be allowed, them. I, know. I, I hate I it. Totally agree. It's so stupid. Yes. Knock it off already. This is fifty years too late. Join a conference. Get into one already. Yes. It bothers me to no end. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't. So Florida State and Clemson are going to leave. Think about this for a second. If they leave the ACC, where it's, are they going? It's not for the SEC. I, I don't know. Like, how does that make any sense? I. I, well, then the, Tex- the Texas-Oklahoma thing, too, you have to mention. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's a big one as well. And do, do, is, it, is it SEC if it's Florida State and Clemson? I, I don't know. But okay. then we're, we're, that's it, then. We're down to three mega conferences. Even if you want, you call, yeah, Big, big 12 could be one of the big boys at that point. See what, but that's... Mm. And then the, the, the little guy has a seat at the table from now on, though. So you still starting next year, you will be guaranteed a spot in the playoff. I, so does Washington State or someone like that join up with the Mountain West? Oh, I mean, this, I, this. I would be okay with, you know, conferences going to 16, 18, or 20 teams. I, I would I would learn to like that as long as the teams were in the same region. I mean, a Big Ten potentially from coast to coast is just garbage. I mean, they're, they're the only people benefiting from this are the people who already have millions of dollars in their pockets anyway, and the schools who are already, you know, upper echelon, upper crust programs the way it is, and you're making them better on top of it? Okay. That sucks. All right, here's what Dan Wetzel tweeted. No one has yet explained why the Big Ten needs to expand. You, Oregon and Washington are two good programs, but the league is already full of good programs and is a ton of money. They could add them later. We'll see. Um, and, and this is, you know, all eyes on Arizona, and this appears to be a done deal, and then what uh, all these other schools that are going to follow, and then what happens to Oregon uh, and Washington. Um, I mean, again, and certainly, what is the SEC going to do? I mean, sounds like they're content looking forward to the arrival of Oklahoma and Texas and then counting all their money. But that's... So for, uh, forget market size, forget televisions at this point. Oregon and or Washington makes so much more sense than Rutgers in the Big Ten. Yeah. Rucker, Rutgers was good for a minute under Shiano the first well, time. Well, certainly all, you know, as a betting network, it's okay, we just worried about the next games and the bets, but as a fan, this stinks. Right. And how does this even work if you have a 20-team Super League? How do you determine about who's in your championship game? How does the schedule work? It's totally random how it could fall. I mean, you can't. You only have a certain amount of games you can play, not to mention the non-conference games. Well, and imagine, what is this even going to look like? Uh, this is going to come down to like the eighth tiebreaker, by the way. If you're going to have 20-team conferences and like two divisions of 10, they're not going to play everybody. I'm sure they're, they're going to probably still have some non-conference games on the slate. Uh, unless they sign up and say you're playing every single team in your division, that's going to be your schedule. But the, the, it's going to be like six teams tied at 8-2 and two, or 7-3. and three. And again, teams with that kind of a record... 
ten and two overall, nine and three before the. That's what you're looking at now. When you come, to, are people going to be okay with that? So you can go out there now and lose three, maybe four times in the regular season and make the playoff. At some point, you are taking away any meaning whatsoever to the regular season. And I think a lot of people yeah. think that we're already there. Yep, yep. It's become the NFL now. College football is turning into the NFL. And I'm also glad these kids are getting paid because how about the student athlete? Hey, guys, you got to, you know, Oregon, whatever, UCLA, USC. You're playing Rutgers. How's that travel? What? You got a test? Who cares? You got to study all week for classes? What you, That's, that, oh my we're talking God. about a, a, what is that, six-hour flight? It's, it has to be. So you're going to be leaving bright and early on. They, they, by the way, they could never schedule those games. The more you think about it, they could never put one of those games on a Thursday, could they? Or a Friday night? I haven't even thought about basketball, which I know people don't care about. But imagine what this is going to look like for college basketball. I haven't even... This is, then you'll have to have a Wednesday game. Oh, my God. Where it's Florida State right. playing at Washington or whatever. After all this, it was like, you know, God forbid you have a playoff and actually decide it the right way. For all those years growing up as kids, it was decided by a computer it was so or, or, or voting, right? Right. And it was like, no, we don't want. And now they just can't get enough of the money. It's like, okay, let's go to, let's go to four. Not, not, let's go to 12. Drew Butler said he's probably right. They'll go to 16. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, let's have 20 teams in a conference. Wow, well, we're making $40 million a year. Not enough. The, the people I, who have been in charge of the sport for decades, they were handed a gift. You get to be in charge of college football, and they have essentially screwed it up for as long as we've been alive. Never been able to get it right. It's just, it's maddening. Yeah. Because the sport should be, and it is, I mean, it's huge anyway, but it should just be, how, how do you screw this up? How? You're right. I mean, until tw- I didn't, even, I don't even recognize any team before 2014 as a national champion. There was no national title winner. No, right, absolutely. I don't care about the BCS. I don't care. The Orange Bowl winner is going to win it, and then like, is that more, is that more important than a team 11 and one who won the Gator Bowl, who played a team that was eight and four? Like what? Yes. How do you come up with this? Uh, Vison host Tim Murray is going to join the show coming up next. We'll get some of his best bets in college football for the upcoming season. Here on Follow the Money, it's Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 